Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Red State Blues. I'm your host, Daniel the Political Manual. <laughs> and I'm joined by the evil doctor himself, <laughs> Dr. Dustin DeVore. Yes, Daniel the Political Manual. <laughs> That's my. That was my wrestling shtick in high school. Oh yeah, were you? You were cutting promos as a uh, Greco-Roman wrestler in high school. You go out there with your zero and twenty-five record, but you cut a mad promo beforehand, right? I got a mad bump. Yeah. He, he quit once they started letting girls wrestle. He could, he wouldn't handle that though. So. Well, my coach was all political, so he didn't really put me in the main events too often. Look, uh, if there's one thing that Red State Blues uh, takes a hard stance on, uh, that is the fact that we. Uh, do not like it when referees force kids to cut their dreads off to wrestle. Yeah, we're anti that. Remember when that? Imagine was, that. Remember when that was like the biggest story for a week? Yeah, like, simpler times. Yeah, man, life used to be uh, so much better when those were like we could get fake outraged by things. Yeah, now the out- outrage is general. Or, yeah. So uh, we have another week of COVID living. We're on the back patio here at the Sounds Tube Studios. <laughs> COVID living seems like a catalog you would buy um, yard furniture off of. <laughs> COVID living. It's COVID living every, like, it's, uh, the seats are just six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a couch, but there's just, like, a big spacer in between. I so. like it. Uh, so, Dan, uh, we are, as we said, we're still here in the middle of COVID life, uh, and we've got to get right to it, I guess, off the top. Uh, we live in one of those states where we have a governor trying to jump the gun, so ain't that some bullshit? It's par for the course. Thank God we can start shooting pars on the course. I think we could have already been doing that. I don't think they ever shut down golf courses. Yeah, Tulsa's um, prized course, Mohack. Yes, Mohack, yes. Has been not guarded by the National Guard. So, yes, we could have been playing golf out there the whole time. I mean, I, I will say this. When it comes to social distancing, I guess if you've got a buddy, right, that you've been, like, close with or whatever then I guess golf makes sense. Like, you can. Well, you you wouldn't have a cart because you'd be trespassing. So just stay six feet apart from each other and you'd be fine. Yeah. You could do it responsibly. Yeah. And also you can golf alone. All six-foot putts would be gimmies. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Sorry, I didn't want to put it in the hole because that's where the COVID lives. So I'm just being safe, right? Uh, Yeah, you have an always expanding uh, definition of what in the leather means. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, uh, you know, the actual handle of the club, which is what it's supposed to be. Or reverse leather. Yeah, reverse leather is what you like to go with quite a bit. So uh, now, so we've had Governor Stitt is set to open up the state of Oklahoma, and we've had varying reports uh, on that. Uh, I just got an update. WWE stock is up 11% today, so good job. Uh, for cutting all those wrestlers and ruining their lives. There's been a lot of res- wrestling references so far in the pod. Yeah, I know. It, I it, hope Tim is up for wrestling. Well, and if Tim is up for wrestling, you can always listen to the WrestleLore podcast on the Soundstooth Network. Uh, some quality banger episodes coming out in this uh, COVID life. Uh, my co-host, Ethan Sandoval, I believe has HughesNet at his house or something like that. It's really, really bad. And so his internet connection is really horrible. So, uh, But yeah, we're going to open the state back up. So, uh, let me see if I got the, on May 1st, okay, so on Friday, um, we're going to have personal care businesses can reopen. So, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, April 24th, 3rd? 3rd. Yep, uh, and so tomorrow, 
allegedly, uh, personal care businesses could open up to include hair salons, barber shops, spas, and uh, pet groomers. Now, I'm looking at this uh, tweet from someone named Erica Stanish. Don't know who that is. Uh, I don't like that she didn't include an Oxford comma in her tweet, so I want to say she's an idiot. Uh, typical liberal. I need to make that statement. Typical liberal. Uh, she's apparently part of Oklahoma City's Fox affiliate, I think is what... Fox 25, Oklahoma yes, City. There you go. Uh, Erica Stanish. So, uh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so, this is dumb. Big dumb. Big dumb. Alright, first of all, let's, let's look at this, what he wrote. Uh, or what they have here. Hair salons, barbershops, spas, and pet groomers. Why are people all of a sudden, like, so concerned about their haircut? What do they call these businesses again? Personal care. More like personal careless. I, am I right? Oh. This is where we need we that need soundboard. soundboard. This is where we need that Please soundboard. Please donate to Red Blue Cod. Pod, cod. <laughs> we'll send you a fresh cod. Yes. And if you have any Red Blue Cod, probably throw it in the trash. It's you'll you'll get bad. the cod of the day? Yes. Codvin. That's what you'll catch yes. from that Red Blue Cod. Uh, so this has been like the through line, though. Through all these uh, stupid protests and everything have been like, I need a haircut. <laughs> Cut your own hair. It's really not that hard. It's really easy. If you are <laughs> a dude, just cut your own hair. If like, you're a not-dude, <laughs> cut your own hair. Yeah. Anybody can cut their own hair. Yeah. Or not, or don't cut your hair. And that and is our... That develop is our, a new look. That is our canine correspondent, Alabama, chiming in there. Alabama needs a haircut. Now, uh, I don't know, did Alabama open up their uh, beaches? Do they ever close? I'm not sure. They're seven miles of beach. And Alabama, and Alabama's got more beach than that, I'm sure. Right? Florida stole most of their beaches. Yeah, that's true. Florida stole most of their beaches. And they're, they're definitely back open. So In the Alabama-Florida war of 19-aught. Now, now, speaking of beaches being open, I don't know if you saw this. You heard about this? Seen this? Uh, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan came under some fire. Because he, he, he had a tweet that he sent out, and he says, uh, my wife loves being on the beach. Uh, and then people were all blowing up, saying, hey, that's very irresponsible. And then Hulk Hogan had the, the greatest own tweet ever, which was, yeah, that's my own private beach that I own. Uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, good for you, Hulk. Good for you. Like, good job, Hawk. That he, he used that gawker money uh, yeah, <laughs> for, to buy a beach. For good purposes. Hopefully his beach is in Alabama, and it sucks. Yeah. Don't, yeah. That was always weird. Like, like Hulk Hogan is a piece of crap, but also don't dox people. And this show is brought to you live by Hulk the, Hogan? Golf, the Emerald Coast. <laughs> the Emerald Coast. <laughs> or was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alabama. <laughs> shout out to Alabama, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama is slowly morphing into a uh, sea creature, it sounds like. Or a third so, guest. Or a third guest. Uh, hey, this, might, this might be our highest rated episode with dogs again. So, uh, Now, so personal care. Guys, I mean, like, if you are out there literally, look, I, I'll call myself out here. I have cut my own hair for years. Like, because my hair grows so fast. Like, if I was to go pay to get my hair cut every week, like, or every time I need to get a haircut, it would be, like, every two weeks. And if you go to a good haircut place, it's, like, 25, 30 bucks, right? I got that money, right? So, people, get on Amazon, order yourself a set of wall clippers, 
They come with guards. Two or three on the side, seven or eight on the top. It'll be high and tight. You'll look respectable for a change, and uh, you, you'll be good to go. That's all you got to do. And this has been our latest episode of haircutting, self-haircutting for men. <laughs> um, um, anyway, we were going to talk about... a good podcast, though. No. Yeah. no it's Very not. visual. So. Um, we had been talking about um, how Bullstead has handled this situation. Yes. I do appreciate that he is turning into a more of a classic Oklahoma politician. He um, did form the um, Oklahoma Get Oklahoma Going Task Force and put an oil overlord at the top of it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's good to have the oil business running our... Um, and if anyone knows about long-term viability and sustainability and, like, how to have a healthy industry, it's the oil industry currently, right? Yeah, I mean... Because that's, that's the other big story this week. Right? I guess you need to get your buddies a job. Uh, the other big story this week, other than him opening, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the opening here in just a minute, is that, uh, what was it, at, at the peak, it was trading at oil per barrel, was trading at negative $37 a barrel, I believe. Is peak the right word for that? Uh, What's that, the inverse? Valley? In the valley. Yeah, in the valley, I guess. Uh, so basically what that means is it, 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 oil speculation and oil prices are, one, dumb. I think we can all agree. Like, the way that oil is speculated on and how this works is just absolutely absurd. But at negative 37, it means there's overproduction and they're looking for people to take it off their hands to store it, basically. They're and, looking for barrels and bathtubs to... Yeah, uh, which, you know, it, it did make me think, like, man, I wish I had, like, you know, just uh, some extra space to store that shit. I, guess. I mean, if I had negative $500, I'd buy 10 <laughs> barrels and stuff it in my garage. Uh, and I think, I don't know what the trade-off is on the timeline between the oil barrel price and the pump price. Do you have any idea what the sort of... There's a delay because... Yeah, there's a the delay. April, April oil has already been paid for. Yeah, so... This does probably mean that we'll probably, in Oklahoma at least, see probably universally sub $1 oil, uh, gas pretty soon. I would think so, yes. And, uh, which is, uh, I guess, great if you're poor and you have to drive a lot of places, but bad if you want the state to have money to run. Yeah, if you're poor, you probably also are relying on um, core services to raise your children, to help, to assist in the process. Yeah. And so, you know, that... Yeah, the gas savings is really going to come back and bite you. Now, uh, again, we'll get back to opening the state too early, but I think the great lead-in here is we're talking about these oil prices and everything. Um, our AOC, see, our AOC in red segment this, this week. This is the earliest we've debuted this segment. Yeah. Uh, well, it fits in. This is a nice flow because she came under some fire this week. Uh, so AOC tweeted out, uh, when the oil prices bottomed out, don't you love to see it? And she was immediately attacked by every conservative uh, outpost saying, wait, you mean you love to see people lose their jobs? And she immediately deleted the tweet <laughs> once that happened. Uh, her context was, obviously, she's pushing the Green New Deal. She said, this is why we need sustainable energy, which is exactly true. We do need to do that. Probably not the best look to gloat in the midst of uh, oil prices falling. Well, it's pretty tone deaf on her part because 
lower oil prices will slow down the um, technology boost, a bump that would be caused by people not wanting to pay oil, high oil prices and going electric. So yeah. low oil prices equal more Tahoes and more... Well, this is exactly true. I mean, as someone that grew up, uh, you know, born in 80, uh, grew up through that, you know, my first tank of gas that I bought for a car, gas was 79 cents a gallon. Right, and then gas was always so super cheap that that's why we had all those that big explorer boom. Everything it didn't matter. You know, you get like ten, twelve miles a gallon. It didn't. You know, you could still do whatever. And then when gas hit, what, what did it get to the highest here? Do you remember paying like four twenty nine, four thirty, somewhere around there? Somewhere around there. And when that hit, all of a sudden, it's like, oh crap, we have to dump these cars <laughs> and. Get an electric vehicle. All, all of a sudden, yeah, your 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 used uh, Ford uh, Explorer was worthless, and you know you're trying to go out and buy your Toyota Corolla out there. Now, and, as soon as electricity is trading for negative forty dollars a kilowatt, then you know, yeah, we'll be back to looking at electric vehicles. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I joked about it uh, the other day, but like uh, you know, I like sitting on this back patio right now. Where if you look over your shoulder back there, you can see that glorious uh, Dodge Ram Charger, and I filled that bad boy up for nineteen dollars the other day. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's not going to happen very often. Um, but yeah, this is a that's a tone deaf thing. And here's the question I wanted to pose to you: like you know, I think it's a funny segment because uh, AOC has become like this polarizing figure. At what point, though, she is just a congressman from New York. And She's a congresswoman. And the stuff that she <laughs> is saying represents her people and her district. But she has to know that she's become a symbol for the Democratic Party, right? And when she says stuff like that, it hurts. Because what set, uh, another thing that set this off was another member of the House, uh, I get, is either a House or a senator in uh, New Mexico was like, hey, shut up. You're making my constituents think the Democratic Party is happy that they're losing their job. Well, I mean, that goes back to the age-old question. Is her job to boost the party or to boost her own re-election? I would certainly say her amount of visibility and the fact that I get <laughs> Facebook ads asking me to raise money for her is that she thinks that she is being representative of the party. Because if otherwise, it would just be her district. I disagree. I think that probably plays really well in her district. She gets to remain a congresswoman if she continues to, you know, peddle that kind of stuff. Everybody panders to their constituents. True, but she has to understand that there is a national spotlight on her. Okay, um, well, on the other side of that, do you think that it was a good national brand move for the Republican Party to have Jim Inhofe bring a snowball on um, the Senate floor and say, global warming isn't real, because look at this snowball. I mean, it's... Well, yes, because that universally fits the Republican platform. No. She has to understand that the Democrats are a diverse people. That She has to understand there's a difference between an Oklahoma Democrat and a New York Democrat. I think there's a difference between a Wisconsin Republican and an Oklahoma Republican. As well, yeah. I, except at the end of the day, I don't think that they care that much about it. They have a lot more single issue voters. Yeah, unfortunately. So I don't know. It, it was I. I understand. Uh, I understand where she's coming from because, and again, like you pointed out, 
yeah, low oil prices aren't good for the electric agenda because uh, because you know it means that it means that you know no one's going to be looking at those alternatives because if things are cheap, then they're cheap, right? Um, but I don't know. It's kind of got to be a little when you're under that microscope. I think maybe a little bit more polish would be uh, apropos in this situation. I don't know, just my thought on it, you know, I, I saw that it was buzzing, uh, she was getting run under the, you know, I, she's getting run under the, you know, thrown under the bus through all the conservative outlets, but then also a few Democrats came out and were like, hey, maybe rethink your stuff, because uh, I deal with this, uh, dealing with the teacher union here in Oklahoma. Uh, there are people that say, well, I would join the OEA, but they're affiliated with the NEA, and the NEA is liberal. Like, well, no, your local teacher union isn't liberal or conservative. It's about what's working for you. Is the NEA, does it skew liberal? Yes, it does. People don't make those disconnects, though. Like, they, they, they say, nope, that, that organization supports, you know, the big national liberal organization, and so I don't want to be a part of it. And so when people like this say things, then everybody goes, well, that's what all Democrats think like. I don't want to support them. I don't know. I think it's more red meat for whatever you believe in if you I, I think we lose sight of the fact that 85% of people who vote in elections are going to vote the same way every election no matter who's running and there's 15% of people who will either not show up or can be swayed one way or another so just because you know your crazy uncle in Alabama Hey, Alabama. Shout out to Alabama. Your crazy uncle in Alabama um, shares some anti-AOC posts does not mean that that's the general thought process of an undecided voter. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the thing is those middling voters that, you know, are there and you just... Again, my biggest problem is you're a representative... I don't think anyone should really care too much about what any member of the House of Representatives has to say. I, there are plenty of yahoos in there. Uh, certainly we have plenty of them here in Oklahoma that are in there. Shout out to Mark Wayne Mullen. <laughs> he said he wouldn't run again, but he's running again. Okay, that's all right. God told him he needed God, to run again. God told him he needed to God told to him to lie to us so we'd vote for him the first time mm -hmm. and then come back. Well, that's that God's testing you. That's God it's testing you. Test. Yeah, stay the course. God's chosen plumber. Right, the red rooter, get down there. The red. Hell yeah, he's gonna root. He's gonna drain that swamp. Well, he drained my turlet. <laughs> he's part of the swamp. So, uh, okay. So I was looking at a little bit more, trying to figure out. Uh, going back to the businesses reopening, Governor Stitt's uh, belief. Now, uh, one, we're not the first state to reopen. I think clearly, like Florida's already reopened. Uh, Tomorrow will be the first reopen day, really, for anybody. I mean, Florida's already opened their beaches, though. Like, you saw the pictures of the beaches. People were just, like, out there in droves. That was in Georgia. No, there was, there was the Florida beaches, too, I believe. I think it was on the Florida-Georgia line. <laughs> Our favorite band. They're going to be here next week. They're a great week. band. They, they will be here next week. Uh, which is awful strange for the demographic we're probably playing for, but... Well, we're trying, we're trying to, to win people brand. over. We're trying to win yeah. people over, right? Um... Yeah, I love that uh, Stitt says, according to scientific modeling, uh, you know, like, yeah, like, he understands what that is. Uh, he's a businessman. He said that numerous times. He has no idea about science. Uh, yeah, uh, May 1st, 
restaurants can open in Oklahoma, according to this. Now, obviously, uh, we are here in uh, the fine city of Tulsa. And uh, tomorrow, I believe, is when uh, Mayor Bynum is going to announce his plan, right? I believe that was the determined date. Tomorrow at noon. Tune in. Yeah, tomorrow at noon. That's gonna, be there. That's going to be a tough, uh, tough thing. Like, because it's it's just a uh, when you are if you're out there and you're listening to this and you know like first of all you if you're if you're from Tulsa in this area you understand like any big city you know there's all those like suburb cities and things attached to it and the way that Tulsa melds into Broken Arrow and Bigsby and things like that if those little if those suburbs start to reopen but Tulsa proper can't. That's going to hurt businesses here. Because people are going to go to those other businesses. Like, not me, but people are. I mean, uh, that's just going to that's just gonna happen. Uh, Some people will. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, at this point, though, any business that you lose, being a small business, is going to hurt, right? Well, also, the inverse of that being that small businesses who do the... You know, it's an impossible decision for a small business, so I do not envy them. It should be, you know, helped, aided by the government making the right decision in a in a pandemic, not on normal yeah. times. But um, I think, you know, their business is going to struggle because the vast majority of people are not going to run out to go to restaurants on May 1st. I know. I would hope. I think there will be... Well, I think there will be some fine patriots out there that do go and uh, pack out the local Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, um, I crack, Cracker I see, Barrel and Cracker Red Barrel, Robin Cheddar is Red Robin. Like, especially whoa, Cheddar's. Whoa, whoa, Cheddar's whoa, is like the whoa, whitest whoa. of trash restaurants. Pump, pump like, on those brakes. Yeah, no. Cheddar's, Cheddar's Red I Robin. Know you're, I know you're playing to our audience of Tim <laughs> and for the anti-Cheddar's talk. Cheddar's but. Red... Uh, Cheddar's Red Robin, <laughs> all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm willing to spill my blood for this podcast. Yeah, so. All right, a crimson knee. Um, one thing on the stit reopening before yeah, we move on. Yeah. Um, I have a quote from. Mm-hmm. You know, you said that stit is relying on the experts. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol Hefner, who was an Oklahoma co-chair of the um, 2016 President Trump campaign. Um, was quoted in the New York Times as saying, and I quote, we have had a lot of wind, and the wind has pretty much helped us here. So apparently Carol Hefner, scientist Carol Hefner, um, feels that the wind is why Oklahoma is not showing as many cases as opposed to the fact that we are so low in testing. Uh, I don't know. I'm not the scientist she is. But she's not a scientist either. And the waving wheat sure smells sweet when the wind comes pushing the COVID down the plains, right? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, and this time of year we have a lot of south wind as well as, uh, so sorry, Kansas, you're going to get our COVID. Uh, yes. Well, what is the old thing? Texas sucks and Kansas blows or whatever? Yeah, Texas sucks, Kansas gets our COVID. Yeah, okay, that's it. Uh, yeah, but the reality of this is uh, that's insane. <laughs> Uh, bad news is, all right. So one, okay. So the the face. This is coming from Dan Schneider, 
uh, from Fox 25 in Oklahoma City. He is not a political man. Uh, no. He just plays one on TV. And he said, uh, he, he was putting the bullet points here. Friday, hair salons, barbershops, personal care, spa. The spa. Who needs a spa? I could use a spa. Who needs a spa? Thank you so I much. saw someone saying that, like, you know, they needed their spa to reopen. I was like, mm, no, I think you're good. You can deal without your spa. Especially if it's like that men's spa that's up on 44 on the way to like St. Louis. Because I don't think there's any personal care. Well, there's some personal care going on there. It's uh, a different kind of spa. Yeah, different kind. Different kind. Different kind of spa. But, but I am worried about Karen. She uh, needs to get her nails done. Yeah. Yeah. Getting your nails. And I get it. Like, yes, we would love these businesses to be able to be open and make money. But it's just not safe right now. But what I love is that they're supposed to follow the CDC guidelines. And so, Friday, hair salons, barbershops, personal care. May 1st, restaurants, churches, and gyms can reopen with restrictions. So, again, none of these places need to to reopen. Think how many people will die if they're following guidelines and there cannot be spotters at gyms. Yeah. So That sounds quite This is when, like, this is when I'm like, there's... Different gyms and different gyms will do things the right way, and some will do it the wrong way. And there's just different types of gyms. But yeah, your your your, your Planet Fitness, like you're okay. So, what are you expecting them to do? This guy that's making minimum wage is going to have to go wipe down the COVID machines. Like that's ridiculous, right? Like, they should get rid of the COVID machines. Once like I go to a, I go to a box gym, and we can stay distance from each other. We can take care of each other. We can clean up. But I still don't want my gym to reopen. Like, let's wait, you know? It's going to be okay. Yeah, I think the um, the falsehood here is that most left-leaning people want to just stay shut forever where and conservatives want to open up. I know there are a lot of conservatives who do not want to open up. Yeah, I think it was like the, the Yahoo poll was 56% of Republicans and 71% of Democrats, I believe. Want to stay shut? You want to stay, yeah. Want to stay shut. Like yeah. don't don't want to rush the process. Is how I think they they worded it. Right. I, I do think rushing the process takes on a much different uh, understanding depending on what you say the process is. I think May, I think May first. I think May first. People are like, all right, that's too early, and then, but. June 1st, I, I've said it before, I think June 1st is that date that people have in their mind, like, we kind of need to be back open by June 1st. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. Um, but also, because here's what I love, May 1st, so we say about restaurants, churches, now it also says, maintain social distancing, and you have to wear ma- and, and to wear masks in public. So, I'm going to go to the restaurant, <laughs> order my food. Slip your mask up and down. Yeah, that makes no, that makes no sense. Yeah, so that's this is the this is the absurdity of all this. Especially like, when the president says, "I'm not going to wear a mask." Yeah. Now our guidelines are, let's wear a mask and open everything up. Yeah. Now, according to uh, Dan Snyder here, um, phase two is 14 days later. Uh, yeah, 14 days later, so what would be May 15th or 14th, I guess, uh, bars can reopen and non-essential travel reopens <coughs> for the state. I'm guessing the non-essential travel is for state agencies. 
Probably so, yes. Um, I don't know how businesses are going to bar, a bar can stay open at so low capacity. And well, I, they, I mean, they haven't said, like, what the capacities are going to be, like, it's just a, this is a lack of, like, leadership. It's just a planning. lack of leadership. Like, if you told me you had a solid plan on how to help someone and you gave me some numbers and said, all right, I get, but this isn't, this is just like, and I get it, like, People, there are a, a massive chunk of the population that is suffering because of closures. A lot of people aren't, though. And we have the means to get through it without rushing this. But we are. I, it's, just, it's just very upsetting that we're, we're doing that. Well, I, and again, I was going to bring this up earlier. The overall, the leftist, far left the view of the far left is that they want to keep things shut forever, but they're, I, my understanding is that they want to keep things shut now so we can open them up later in a more gradual way instead of opening them up now and then shutting them all back down on June 1st. That's my big fear is that we're going to rush this and then have to shut it down from June 1st through, you know, September 1st and then buy, buy boomer sooner. Yeah, like if you if you if you're out there and you really want to make sure all these things return that you want to see return, like just wait a little bit longer. Like I want I want to be able to go out and see my friends and like go to an open mic and or you know uh, like go to a show and do something like that. And I know and one of the things for me is like all right, so they say that bars can reopen on May fifteenth, right? If you're a, and, and depending on what the city of Tulsa says, right, uh, what, what Mayor Bynum says that can happen, uh, then you, as a consumer, I'm faced with this thing as like, all right, I was able to support these bars and restaurants through buying stuff, through to-go orders and things like that. Maybe I'm not comfortable going to see them now, but if they roll back all the, like, delivery options and things like that once they can reopen, then it kind of sucks because you're like, well, I guess the, I can't support them at all. So like on May 14th, does like, does it all of a sudden mean the starlight can't deliver beer to my house anymore? Because the governor has said that businesses are supposed to be reopened. They haven't dealt with any of this. Yeah. The, the whole thing, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Iraq war. Um, Which one? Two. Okay. Um, I feel like... Not a good old-fashioned... Uh, not a shield storm. Not a shield storm. Not a shield storm. No. Not I, a Norman Schwar- storm in Norman Schwartz. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel like with proper leadership and a plan, I think that's what we're really lacking here is a plan. Oh, yeah. And what do, what do you rely on your leadership for other than a plan? You know, they're not, di- they're not running swabs up people's noses. That's not what leadership yeah. does. They are responsible for planning and giving a vision and there's really no vision it's oh crap let's try this and then if it blows up in our face we'll do something else see this is the uh the 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 thing is i don't expect a politician well one stitt's not a politician he's a business he's a businessman right um but i don't expect a politician or governor to be an expert in everything i expect them to listen to the experts though and they're clearly not yeah, and they're listening to the experts. They they're listening to the people they want to listen to, which is the people that are funding their campaigns. Correct. Right. And as of yesterday, um, 
allegedly right before the press briefing where um, Donald Trump said that he would not, that he did not support uh, Georgia opening on the same timeline that Oklahoma is opening tomorrow. Um, apparently right before that, the he wanted to support the Georgia governor and the conservative governors, but the experts said, if you do that, they're going to, the first question will be, experts, do you support this? And then there would be a direct, um, a direct contradiction. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing, maybe like uh, the Hippocratic Oath, I suppose, is the one thing saving us from the for the experts? I mean, I, maybe that rises above uh, politics is do, you know the do no harm uh, thing there. But I don't the know. hypocrisy oath is the one that we're seeing from our politicians, unfortunately. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, so yeah, it's a really dumb idea to open. Uh, I guess tomorrow for a second. And it, I, those are not essential businesses. Like, I, I understand uh, that somewhat like. There are a lot of people employed through personal care jobs and things like that. I think, I think, um, are you trying to tread on me? No, yes, I Because you am. need to not tread on oh, me. Oh, no, I, I'm thoroughly... Don't tread on me. I'm thoroughly treading on you because it's really fun to do. I mean... I have a relative who is a survivalist and they've been, you know, stacking up, you know, supplies so they can live, you know, in their basement for months on end and then when the situation actually arises that they need to do that now they're going to the capital with guns to say we need to not hunker down i don't understand that that's there's a disconnect there yeah that's sort of like uh at y2k my grandpa worked at oru he was the keysmith at oru uh and uh he said that every day the key divorce uh, these these truckloads of supplies would go to Richard Roberts' like bunker because he thought the apocalypse was going to happen in the year two thousand. Like, isn't your whole thing like you're gonna die and go to heaven? <laughs> like, yeah. like, why are you preparing? Like, kind of seems like some double talk. Yeah, it seems like a little bet hedging, a little, a little bet hedging there. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I suppose. Um, now, uh, what about national politics? We got anything in the national politics this week? I mean. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's uh, brother brother brother. Uh, brother died. He's a Okie. Uh, he died at uh, age of 84, I think. Got the COVID and uh, had it for three weeks and passed away for that. Uh, so that'll be probably in the spotlight a little bit coming up here. It was kind of a calm front this week, though, on uh, national politics, I think, for the most part. I don't know if I would agree with that. I think... You know, we're trying to push through the um, business stimulus bill number two. Which, I, I yeah, I, I, I say it's calm. There is that $500 billion stimulus pack, which apparently <laughs> has the votes in the Senate, right? Um, whether or not it has the votes in the House, I would assume it probably does. But uh, $500 billion just doesn't seem like a lot. Well, not when they're passing $2 trillion bailouts. Yeah, you know, and that two trillion. I guess the difference here. This one is mostly just to replenish the uh, the small business loan funds for the most part in there. That's my understanding. Yes. Yeah. Pay te- paycheck protection. Yeah, paycheck protection. Which that was like hot in the news this week too. The companies that got 
some of that money that maybe shouldn't have got some of that money. I struggle with that Ruth's Chris was the big one, right? Yeah, I mean, Shake Shack is um, one of our perennial sponsors, so we're not going to really talk about them right now. <laughs> but Ruth's Chris, they can go to hell. From that one time that I had a Shake Shack at an airport, or two times. Two times. I've only ever had Shake Shack twice, and it's both times been at an airport. And it's been delicious. Yeah, it's great. Please visit for takeout and curbside your local Shake Shack. Yeah, I guess my thing on that is for Ruth's Chris and... At the end of the day, Alabama does not like this. Alabama does not like this Ruth Chris uh, talk. At the end of the day, uh, Ruth's Chris is a chain, but it is also a you know restaurant. So, so is it the? Have the loudest trucks in America just decided? Oh, yeah. I, I think is the, this a protest? I think the Open the State Up protest is going on <laughs> right now. There have been two on, cars, so they're yes. gaining steam. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Matt, Le- Matt Leland and his uh, video from uh, outside of Yokozuna downtown. Yeah, uh, that was classic. Uh, I really enjoyed yeah. that. He, he's been killing it during the COVID. I know, I said Yokozuna. I just said Yokozuno, is what I said, yeah. Yeah, hey, Yokozuna. Yokoono. Well, hey, my co-host is rocking a sweet pompadour right now. I don't know what that means. Dunk. Um, but at the end of the day, though, I, I guess I have less of a problem with a place like Shake Shack or, or, or Roots Chris like asking for that money because they are restaurants. They've lost their income right so but they're major corporations they are major corporations and that is the you know the, the trade off like and and I guarantee even though like I know you and I have been doing a good job of trying to support I've, I've been eating I've ate I've eaten more from local businesses in this past month than I have in the last year same I also um, not to toot your own horn not to toot Taco Bell's horn, but I have gone to a strict four-meal diet where I support a local business four meals a day. Um, whether I'm hungry or not, I'll, I'll get the And that food. is why he's ballooned to 450 pounds. Uh, no. Uh, I, no, I think it's more of like, probably for me, five times a week, probably, getting something from somewhere. Uh, whereas normally it would probably be like twice a week I'm getting something from somewhere. Uh, it's just it, there's so many people in that, those industries I don't know how you're going to you know yeah well, on that note are, are you going to support restaurants who maybe remain curbside when they could do other um, out of safety are you going to maybe support them more than the restaurants that open up fully in May well it dep- I mean we have to wait and see what the Tulsa standard is right right so like theoretically if you're selling me that on May 1st, if all the Tulsa restaurants could open back up and they choose not, you know, um, I think I will consider that right now. I don't have to, right. You know, cause everybody's kind of closed down, but like it will kind of depend on who, <laughs> I mean, it'll depend on who decides. By case by case. Yeah. Um, GT's got a, a big decision. Yeah. He's got a big decision. It's, 
I mean, that's what's kind of impre- It's what's kind of weird about this is that, um, like, I think you can definitely tell that gov- uh, that Governor Stitt is not a politician because if he was, he wouldn't want to piss off the two most other powerful Republicans in the na- in the state, right? Which is the mayors of Oklahoma City and and Tulsa, and he's kind of forcing them to make unpopular decisions. Or popular decisions, but, you know, unpopular to some. Definitely definitely un- more unpopular amongst their bases. More difficult decisions. Yeah. Like, so, it, it's kind of a weird thing to do re- in, in reality, to, to do that. Like, who is he really placating here? The alt-right? I, I guess. The I don't, people who are being treaded on? But I don't know that that's still who got him elected. No. Yeah, so it is, it is, it's single-issue voters. Yeah. So, I mean, his biggest threat in 2022 would be the primary. And which, now, now his, single, his biggest threat in 2022 is going to be one of these two mayors. I guarantee it. I hope so. Yeah, it's going to be one of these two mayors um, that are going to challenge him. And so, I, you know, I just don't really know... Like, where this is coming from, it doesn't make any sense. His bigger problem is the oil industry at this point. He's got a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we haven't mentioned... Thank you. The fact that we haven't mentioned the um, tribal oh, yeah, compact. Oh, yeah. An hour go. into a local politics podcast where our AG, Mike Hunter, has come out and said that he does not support our governor's compact. That's That's pretty telling that we haven't gotten into that so far. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, so, this week, Governor Stitt signed a compact with two tribes, two tribes uh, which is, two tribes, it's a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a great song, uh, by, uh, you know, by Frank Goes to Hollywood, but it is not a, uh, it's not a coalition. Yeah, it's not a coalition, especially when you looked at who those tribes were. <laughs> it was not the Creeks and the Cherokees. It was not the Creek, it was not the Cherokee, it was not the Chickasaw, it was not the Choctaw, these it's were turning it into a country song. Yes, yes. Uh, this these were outlier tribes, right? Different bands there. I think it was the one in Stroud, right? There's one that has a casino in Lawton. Okay. And then there the Coman- Comanche tribe, I believe. And then there's one. Yeah, that would be that would be Lawton. That'd be that part of the state. And then there was one that um, does run the Seven Clans yes. casino conglomerate. Seven Clans is sort of in there uh, in the... That's sort of in that area there between Stroud and, like, uh, over to Stilly. There's, like, some some uh, Seven Clans activities over there. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I always forget the name of the band, but it's, like, that's like signing... Comp- I, I joked that it was they were signing the compact with that band that, like, operates the fireworks stands over in uh, Broken Arrow. Like, the, that Outlier Creek band that's over there. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know... Uh, there are tribes, but then within those tribes there are different bands of the tribe. When you said band, I was thinking like rock and roll bands. I thought this was, or maybe like yeah. rap bands. I thought this was a um, transition to ICP. Yeah, this is. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but uh, <coughs> but yeah, this, this is. But now the thing is, we did. Did you see the details on the numbers? Like, did they agree to like higher percentages or or what? I believe that it was a slight raise in the percentages that the tribes would pay in, but they also got extra rights, such as sports gambling. 
which yeah. is the um, House and Senate leadership of Oklahoma, came out and said, you do not have that right, as well as Mike Hunter, who is our state's attorney. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, first of all, I think we can all agree that sports gambling is the future, right? Uh, the state needs to adopt it. I do think it should be a good part of renegotiating a tribal compact to allow that, to say, hey, we're going to add this new thing that you can have, but here's our percentages are going to be on it. Leave the rest alone, but add this new part to it. I think that's 100% okay. Uh, you know, other because lots of states, the states around us are all adopting it. We're going to lose money. We might but, as well. Right? But sorry, Stit, you can't just say it's a compact just by saying so. It's not yeah. a compact just because ah, the do that. Uh, the Kyaligi band of the of the creek is the one I was talking about over in uh, Broken Arrow. That always that wanted to build that casino over there. That's right, and they could yeah. not get permission. Uh, they could not get permission because they're not. Yeah, they're now liar tribe. So yeah, he he signed these compacts and. It's a little victory for him, I guess. To him, everybody else looks at it and laughs. So I mean, I would imagine I've not contacted any of my sources in the major and the major players in this, all the the tribes that run our gaming industry. But I imagine they were not too happy that a couple of tribes broke the picket line. Yeah, probably. And signed not. a deal, even though it's a fake deal. Oh, I mean, it's a real deal. Well, until, it's not a until legal deal. Yeah. And and that's all that's all the thing. Like, we, we have got gone to this. I mean, in normal times, we get more into this. We talk about it. But, like, tribal politics and how the state operates with tribes and how the federal level of recognition in tribes work. Like, it makes Oklahoma very unique because, like, for instance, in Texas, there are tribes in Texas, but they don't have the same rights as our tribes do. Because our tribes are treated as sovereign nations. They have their own court systems and everything else. And he is sitting here like, <laughs> he's literally just like, it'd be like if you're out getting like political endorsements and he's just going for like D-list celebrities, <laughs> you know? Who, who'd you pick up for your endorsement? Well, I got, I don't know, like the guy that won the third season of Survivor. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's basically what he's ended up here. That kid from the Wonder Years that turned out to be Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Yes, the kid uh, for the Wonder Years. All right, we've got a story here, breaking news. Maybe, not really. Governor's state amends ex executive order to clarify medical procedures. Has now issued an amendment to an executive order and executive memo clarifying minor medical procedures. The amendment were issued Monday with one clarifying that medical providers and facilities with enough protective gear can resume minor medical procedures uh, and non-emergency dental procedures on April 30th. Uh, so... And elective surgeries can be on the 24th. That is sort of an outlying thing in this whole shutdown. Uh, we came across this. Uh, this household has a cat that needed to be uh, spayed, and we couldn't get it spayed because the vets aren't. Uh, vets were having to prioritize. They can only do med major uh, medical procedures and things like that. Uh, what What are your thoughts on like those medical procedures? Well, that's tough because my animals. Um, have been brushing their teeth about as much as I've been brushing my teeth recently. It's really hard in this time um, to remember to do but that. No, but but legit, like legitimately, like let's say that you had a tooth that needs to get filled, right? Like, do you think do you think dentists should be allowed to operate on that right now? 
a filling or a whitening or a checkup? A filling. I mean, a, fill, a filling is not necessarily a, an emergency. As long as it can be done safely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, though. Like, who's overseeing that, right? Right, and that comes down to the, you know, plan. Like, I can tell you that the, the bougie dentist that I go to is going to take all the precautions because his clientele is, like, wealthy enough to sue him if he doesn't, right? But, but like, that's not the case down at Shortline Dental. Yeah, well, I, yeah, or you know, uh, you know, Doctor Gary Boomhauer in uh, you know DPU is <laughs> probably not taking all the precautions. So probably trying to get by. We're probably just trying to get by. Uh, it is very weird. Um, let's get back. Were there any na other national things other than the uh, stimulus, next stimulus, going on? Not all the big endorsements were last week. Do the endorsements matter? I mean, it seems like a formality to me. Uh, I think the endorsements. <laughs> I think the endorsements matter for motivating certain Democrats to get out and vote. I think there are certain people that are so into candidates that when their candidate loses, they refuse to be active or donate until their candidate says they're going to support Gives them. them their blessing. Gives them their blessing. So it's a big tent, but we have to... Each endorsement is like a extra yeah. poll to hold up. Oh, yeah, yeah, de tent. yeah, definitely. Like, uh, you know, because getting those... In, you know, I don't know how many... And I, I, will, I will say this. I've noticed a... Uh, for my emails for supporting uh, one Joseph Biden, the, he's really been pushing how... He's been ex adopting this narrative that he's had a grassroots campaign, uh, which I don't know that that's either wrong or right, but like certainly he he keeps he keeps re relying on this idea that you know we were counted out, everybody thought we were dead in the water, but you guys held through and you kept donating. America loves a comeback story. Yeah, and and South Carolina, you know. They love an underdog. Yeah, and he was an underdog. He and so that. we get those people. I know the big one, like the biggest one this week was what? Uh, well, Elizabeth Warren was this week, right? I think. Yeah, this week, and Al Gore was this week, I think, as well. More like Al Bore, am I right? Yeah, yeah. I watched way more of the Joe Biden and Al Gore uh, Facebook Live than I should have, and all I took from it really was this. Uh, Al Gore sort of looks like uh, Ric Flair now, <laughs> to a degree, uh, and uh, Joe just seemed very disinterested in whatever Al was saying. <laughs> Al really doesn't have a lot of pull. Like we were talking about, yeah. you know, bringing your little contingency to the table. Yeah, Al Gore doesn't have that. So no, no, no. I mean, I guess the theoretical idea is that. Al Gore still has some sway amongst the uh, green co you know coalition of the Democratic Party as being a representative of climate change and things like that. Um, if that's your primary issue, and you see what the Trump administration has done to the EPA, I don't think you need Al Gore to motivate. It doesn't hurt. Uh, I mean, it's, again, it's, again, it's not. Mo I'm I'm not saying those people aren't going to vote for Joe. I'm saying it's about getting their money to donate. Okay. Because the reality of it is, we talked about it last week or the week before when uh, it was announced that Vince McMahon was on uh, Donald Trump's economic recovery team. The reality of it is that Joe Biden doesn't have 
all these super PACs like Donald Trump has donating 12, 15, 24 million dollars to the campaign, right? Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, uh, oh no, it was Al Gore. Like this week when I looked up his, you know, it said he supported whatever in the last, he supported Hillary in the last election and donated twenty four hundred dollars, because that's or whatever the max is that you can twenty four. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the Republicans have all these super PACs donating massive amounts of money, whereas the most you're getting, you know, so it it is that's the whole reason for these endorsements and trying to do that is just increase that that base and, you know, uh, I the tone. This year, I, I've, I've donated to presidential elections in the past. The tone this year, through some emails, has changed. It's like, look, we know we keep asking you for money. <laughs> we know you hate these emails, but we need the money. <laughs> they should put a unsubscribe if you donate button on there. Uh, yeah, they give me once a month, though, probably. you know, Like, South Carolina was my big donate. That was my like, boom! I'm dropping some some real money on Joe here, and you want it, uh, job? Yeah, I know. And so, uh, yeah, that that's just you know, it's just the way the the way the world goes. So, hey, our seven votes are going to go for that orange buffoon, no matter what. So, uh, hopefully, some other states will pick up our slack. Indeed. Well, as we uh, turn turn four here, go into the final stretch, down the straightaway. ICP. Let's yes. talk some ICP. Okay, so the Insane Clown Posse. Insane Clown Posse. Which raises the question, what? Are, are they here? Is wait, 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 wait. A juggalo. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I think I think I hear Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J. It's hard to tell because they are wearing masks and social distancing. Oh, there they are. Is that them? All right, so Violet J is here, and uh, all right, guys, you, you can you can tone it down for a minute. Settle okay? down, guys. You promised you wouldn't swear. Yeah, you promised, and and that you had that. Now, great. That is that is you are the modern day uh, Shakespeare with I'm back like a vertebrae, but uh, that's a solid line. But yeah, uh, ICP canceled the gathering of the Juggalos. Because they were like, we're not going to risk a single juggalo life. So they are more responsible than half of the governors in the United States. Yeah. Because Uh, they don't see themselves making money as more important. Was this year's gathering going to be in Oklahoma again? I do not. It was in Oklahoma a few years ago. Down at Lake Thunderbird. Disclaimer, I've never been a Juggalo, and I've never been to the gathering of the Juggalo. Um, if you can... Disclaimer. Hit, whoop, whoop. Yeah, if you can... Oh, no. Get my Fago, baby. I'm yeah. a hardcore Juggalo. If you could hammer that oh. donate button, um, you could fund a press pass to get to the 2021... Of all the press passes gathering. I've talked about trying to get... I'm pretty sure we might be able to get a 2021 uh, gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, all right, first of all, let me say this. I, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you ICP is good. But the fact that the Juggalos were registered as a gang is insane. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched any of the stuff from uh, 
the the juggalo uh, life or whatever, they're actually. I mean, they probably do some meth, but they're pretty positive about things. And they're they're clowns in my book. Well, they are they are clowns. Yes, in your book too. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm you know they're psychopathic clowns, and you're. Are you down with the clown? I don't know. Can they right. juggle? Uh, they were good in the WWE for a little while, right? So that is wrestling it. reference like 18 it, it's, it's true. It is true. I'm trying to see if I can find out where the 2020 gathering was supposed to be. Uh, oh, it was going to be in Garrettsville, Ohio this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was in Oklahoma City in uh, 2018. So what we're asking is, will, in the end, Governor Stitt change course and show more leadership and foresight than the Juggalos? Uh, That's gonna, what we're asking. going to tell you this right now. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. If Governor Stitt comes out on stage and says, guys... I was moved by the announcement of Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J. And uh, he comes out with full face paint and says he was wrong. I'll vote for him in the next election. Is there enough face paint to cover up those eyebrows? Those uh, caterpillars he's got above his eyes? I just assume he'll shave them. He'll have to. Yeah, probably something like that. I don't know. But yeah, ICP. Smarter than our governor. ICP or RIP? That's your choice. Uh, yeah, ICP, yeah. Uh, Violent J. I, I, I run for governor <laughs> of Oklahoma. I don't know what the residency requirements are, but you know, whatever. The uh, you know, make a what do we call our what do we call our vice governor? Lieutenant Lu governor. Yeah, your lieutenant. Lieutenant. Your lieutenant governor can be like one of those guys that are not in jail from the Tiger King. <laughs> um, what's Shaggy Tudo going to be doing all this time? Oh, well, Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and Justice Shaggy Tudo, what is your... I don't know! Pour some Fago! Who's going chicken hunting? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is our third week of having musical guests in a row. That's pretty pretty good. We're doing pretty... pretty Keep those donations rolling in. Who says... Women love his sexy smile. Let's find out if his charm will work on Sharon. Sharon, what's your question? Contestant number one. I believe first impression is meant for It's Adam. classic. Thanks, so let's guys. Say you were bring your, your classic skits to our podcast. Tell me what but you could you do please, could you please play us What is a Juggalo? Let's see. Hold on. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna think about it real quick. They're warming up. They're, they're warming in the green up. room right now. They're going to they're gonna play their classic hit. A classic hit that I've seen, I've heard at the Buccaneer Bar, unironically, several times. Oh no! Uh, and Stitt would like us to hear that next week at the Buccaneer Bar. Yes, he would. Ah, uh, two weeks. Good intro. Good intro. What is the juggalo? Let me think for a second. Oh, he gets butt naked, and then he walks through the streets. We can. That, that's a good, good. That's uh, enough, guys. That's, that's enough, guys. We've we've had enough of you. We can't pay you to finish. We can't pay you anymore. Anymore, we'll have to comment on it and tell you how great it is and make it parody law and all that. So, all right, Dan, the satellite man, <laughs> Dan, the politics, Daniel. Man. 
Daniel, the with the political political manual. manual. Uh, anything you want to take people out on this week? Anything that you need to uh, tell them uh, that they should know what they should be doing? Um, one positive coming out of the state of Oklahoma from the Oklahoma Democrat Caucus. They're leading the push on this. Um, is a COVID nineteen mental health um, call line and support. I know this is hard for a lot of people. It's hard for us here on the pod. Um, definitely check that out, and we'll post. We'll tweet some information out on that within the hour. Sounds good. And uh, I will say this: uh, support your local people running for uh, races here in our our hood. Uh, Sean Amott Wright is running uh, for state senate, and uh, in your hood, it's uh, Joanna Dossett. Joanna Dossett. So uh, support them. I've been on several calls with Joanna this week uh, for uh, teacher union stuff, so make sure you're supporting her uh, to run over there, a fine teacher, and as so is Shauna Montwright. Uh, so, guys, make sure you support those local people that are running. They need your money. That's the biggest thing. Uh, they need money and volunteers. Uh, I will say I am I, a uh, bad advocate in that I refuse to go knock on people's doors. <laughs> I, just, I, I won't do it, but I'll give them some money when I can, so. Guys, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Red Blue Pod, Facebook, Red State Blues. You can find us on there. All that fun stuff. We'll get back at you guys next week. Have a great day. Be safe. Make good decisions. Don't go back out on May 1st. Don't go back out tomorrow. Stay at home for a little while. Use your use your delivery services, everything you can. I know we're all we all want to be out and about, but we'll get there eventually. Still I feel like